What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Two Dudes of Sports News. This is actually episode 18. Sorry for the little mix-up last episode. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What to do? What to do? This is Jalen Prince, blessed and highly favored. Gotta love Victory <laughs> Monday. Gotta love it. I hear you on that, man. I hear you on that. So as of recording this, it is a Monday. Um, college football is back, and we're going to get into that in a second. Uh, first of all, again, as of recording this, uh, any of our American listeners, uh, enjoy your Labor Day. We hope you enjoy the long weekend. Um, and let's get right into it with the smallest dash of NBA news that everybody knows about. Donovan Mitchell. So Donovan Mitchell has officially been traded from the Utah Jazz, which we all saw coming. Um, and he is now in Cleveland of all places, which I do you think that's an upgrade? Because it's not city to city. <laughs> um, let's see. It, Sorry, Cleveland. As far as far as far as the upgrade goes, team wise, I'll say yes because like mm-hmm. this is the first time that he's gonna have a point guard with it, like being paired alongside uh, Darius Garland. Um, he's going to the Eastern Conference, which is not not. I'm not gonna say like not as much loaded, but compared to the West. He'll have a, like a much less difficult time trying to get to the playoffs inside the Eastern Conference. That's sure. one. The next thing is he's not going to the Knicks, so yeah, it'll be upgrade. <laughs> I do love New York. Um, an hour after that trade getting released, they look. I don't like the Knicks. The RJ extension. And I don't like the Mets. So Fair I'm enough. happy enough to throw that shade. Oh, for sure. There's reason why Atlanta fans don't like the Mets or the Knicks, but if you know, you know. Um, as of right so, now, the Braves. Are, as of right now, the Braves won the game back at the NL in the NL East in the final. Yes, sir. Of the uh, MLB regular season, just want to throw that tidbit out there. But yeah, yes, sir. Um, Mitchell going to the going to the Cavs is going to help the team. Cavs are going to be very formidable. They're going to make the playoffs. Um, last year, they were able to make the play in. They were defeated by my Atlanta Hawks and Troy Young. Um, but yeah, I see a lot of good. I see, I see this being good for Mitchell. Um, you question a lot of decisions by Utah, and that's even going back to the Brian Windhorse first take segment that he had a, a while back. So, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see in Cleveland. Yeah, and I mean to go over the trade just a little bit, it's clear to see that Utah is now in a rebuilding phase. If that wasn't apparent before by getting rid of Gobert, it's clear now. So Utah traded Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland for Laurie Markkinen, Ocher Ugbaji, and I apologize if I butchered your name, uh, Colin Sexton, three unprotected first-round picks, two pick swaps, and that's the whole trade per Woj, which is wild. Cleveland gave up the bag for Donovan Mitchell, and Utah is going to, if they do this right, to kind of go into a little bit of those picks. Those unprotected first-round picks are 2025, 2027, and 2029. So they're staggered every two years. And the two pick swaps are in 2026 and 2028. So Cleveland no longer has a 25, 27, and 29 pick. And no matter how good Cleveland does, they're swapping picks with Utah in 26 and 28. So I guess Utah kind of got the better end of the deal on the swaps. Or sorry, Cleveland got the better end of the deal on the swaps because Utah is not going to be good. Uh, immediately in the next two years so they might have a lottery pick in 2026 so cleveland might do yep. cleveland might have come out on top for this so looking at this a little more it does make a little bit more sense 
but let's not get into trade and contract talk because I love how much you guys love that. Let's get right into what we kind of start at the top of the show with. College football's back, man. Football is back. Week zero is over because no one really cares too much about week zero. Kind of counts on the record. Unless you were making bets, going to Vegas, trying to make them type of bets, or you're in a work league and your work league loves, loves football, and they make picks of the week. Right now, I'm second in my work. <laughs> right now, I'm second in my job field right now as far as like, you. With, with, you know, best number of picks. I think I have one guy in one of my pools where he has picked every game correctly, and it's absurd. I've never seen that happen. Harold, shout out to you, man. Um, so first of all, we want to give a shout out to some of the good games that happened. We really just want to break down some of these really top games, at least in our opinion. Um, we do want to give a shout out to some of the good games. Uh, shout out to the Penn State-Purdue game, which was unreal. That was a fin- absolutely fantastic game. Big shout Big shout out to uh, the Clifford the quarterback who had a really good day overall, but not able to get his team in the end zone. Possibly would have had a chance to put that game away against Purdue, but showed up when you need to show up having a game winning drive like that. So, um, yeah, I I like big like that was a very impressive job by Penn State. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to um, the Pitt game as well. That was an absolutely fantastic game. Uh, I want to give a brief shout out to the UNC and App State special teams for giving me the, the best laugh I've had all week for that onside kick and also a great game. And let's get into some of these big games, man. So we're going to go down a couple of the scores just to start. Um, Baylor handled just kind of the top 25 games. Baylor handled Albany. Surprise, surprise. Kentucky yep. handled Miami of Ohio. Wisconsin blanked Illinois State. Yep. One more special team thing. I want to uh, shout out. Uh, Scott Frost, thank you for that gem. Um, <laughs> looking forward to this weekend, man. Um, Wisconsin blanked Illinois State. BYU destroyed USF. USC destroyed Rice. Again, surprise. Houston had their hands full in a triple overtime game with the University of Texas San Antonio, which was a great game. Um, Mississippi, or Ole Miss, handled Troy. Miami absolutely manhandled Bethune-Cookman. Oklahoma handled UTEP. We want to get too into some of these scores. We're going to break down a little more of these scores once we get more in uh, detail. Texas A&M blank Sam Houston State. Yep. NC State had a decent game with Houston Carolina. Michigan yep. absolutely handled Colorado State. Michigan State came back against Western Michigan. Wake Forest beat Virginia Military. Surprise, surprise. Oklahoma State beat Central Michigan to a little bit closer of a game. We have the Georgia Tech-Clemson game tonight. Yep. But let's get into some of these other big games, man. First of all, Ohio State-Notre Dame. Uh, really good. I was very impressed with Notre Dame, and I give Notre Dame a lot of heat. Uh, free, is it Roy? Uh, like, what's the co- head coach's name? I forget. I know last name is Freeman. He just took over for um Chip Kelly, which yeah, Chip Kelly, Southern accent, Chip Kelly, or not Chip Kelly? Good lord, uh, Brian Kelly. <laughs> We'll talk, Brian Kelly. we'll talk about we'll talk more about him later on, but we'll talk about fake I, I was Brian impre- Kelly. I, I was pro- I was very impressed with. Notre Dame and how they performed against uh, a top offense like Ohio State and CJ Stroud. Uh, I did. I didn't. Watch, I didn't have a chance to watch the whole game, but I saw that I didn't see a whole lot of number eleven Jackson Smith and Jigbo. And people told me that he got hurt in the first uh, on the first drive. So, have you heard anything as far as how long he might be out? Is he going to be out for a while? Just or just that game or what? I haven't heard anything. Um, I haven't seen anything either. Uh, we might be giving an update next week in regards to that, so stay tuned. 
Um, yeah, but like just very impressive by just the whole Notre Dame team, and you know the fact that Ohio State was able to come back and just put the game away. Not surprised because again, it is the Ohio State. Um, you know, just a really good. It was a really good game. So like, I think Notre Dame's gonna be fine. The way the college football playoff, and we'll talk more about like there. There's more breaking news as far as like with that about how the format is might expand in the coming years, but. Overall, the way the, the way the format is going, Notre Dame is not out of the college football playoff yet, but they got to win out. Absolutely. And that's, been, and that's been pointed out. Because if you look at their schedule, they got USC, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit later on. Um, And I think they got somebody else. But the fact that, again, one thing that hurts them the most out of Notre Dame, they're not in the conference, they're not playing the conference championship. They have to win out since they already got their loss and they did not beat Ohio State. They have to win out in order to make the playoff. They lose again, they're not making it in. The only two, I guess, big name colleges, and I, I mean, no shade by saying this, um, the big names that Notre Dame plays going forward are Cal, UNC, BYU, Stanford, Syracuse, Clemson, Navy, Boston College, and USC. Wait, they're playing Clemson? They play Clemson in uh, on November fifth in Week Ten. Depends on how Clemson does this year. Um, okay, but I I don't see I don't see them win. Uh, is it in Clemson? I'd have to go back and check. I think uh, it is because remember DJ DJ Uyunglele his debut is. game. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, sorry, no, it's in Notre Dame. My bad. Again, all right. Yeah, it says versus Clemson. All right, but so yeah, it's in Notre Dame. So yeah, very impressive game. Absolutely, and the one thing I'm going to give a shout-out to is just really smart. I, I don't know if this is smart offensive play or poor defensive play, but no turnovers. All game. Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah, zero turnovers all game. I mean, it was a really – it was a battle, man, and Ohio State didn't really start making that comeback towards the very end. I think they had, like, what was it, a seven- or nine-minute drive to close out the fourth quarter to put them up 21-10. to 10. It was something ridiculous. Yep. It was a great game. Let's briefly touch on Alabama-Utah State because y'all blanked Utah State. And I, I love Bryce Young celebrating and immediately going all business when Coach Saban comes up to talk to him. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> um, I was impressed. The thing, And I've actually been on different radio shows, post games and stuff, talking about this. We switched out different offense alignments at the guard, at the guard position, uh, I think, over – seven times in that game a lot of people were concerned about that to me the offensive line improved because you saw that Bryce Young had more time to throw right he had a little bit more time to throw compared to last year and when I look at that I'm like he had 100 yards he led the team he led the game in, uh, in yards rushing he had 100 yards rushing and I look at it as in he didn't run because he had to because there wasn't blocking. He ran because he wanted to. That was more like a free-flowing type of Bryce Young thing. Now, of course, there was no perfect offensive line. Utah no. State decided they had the blitz. Bryce was posed as, as ever. He made right decision after right decision. And he looked like the Heisman quarterback. That He, like, he looked like he picked up, he's picking up right where he left off. The thing that I'm really excited about, is 
the receivers that we got because a lot of, a lot of new faces and a lot of old faces just getting a new on uh, like uh, just utilizing the opportunity that they get this year. Treshawn Holden looks uh, Treshawn Holden looked really good. Jameer Gibbs looked good. Uh, Jace McClellan, who had towards ACL along with Ron uh, Roydale Williams, they both look good. He uh, Jace actually had two touchdowns in that game. Um. I'm think uh, Jermaine Burton, the transfer out of Georgia, he looked good. We didn't see a lot of Tyler Harold, and I think that's going to come later on. Also, was told that uh, starting tight end Cameron Latu will play this Saturday against Texas. So he did not play the opening. He did not play the opening game last Saturday. Saturday due to an injury that he suffered during spring, but he was cleared about a week ago, and he should be able to play. So that's going to be a big plus because Cameron Latu does have he's good at blocking and he's one of our best and he's our best receiving tight end. Y'all so that's the offensive point. side. Defensively, I'm ecstatic about our defense. The play calling, the the depth that we got at the front, Will Anderson, who might who is a Heisman fate, who is a Heisman candidate going into the season. Dallas Turner, who's going into a sophomore year, our secondary looks really good. The defense did exactly what I thought it was going to do. Now I didn't get a lot of sacks. It did like I was disappointed at that, but getting three and getting over seven three and outs in the game, getting stops, get, not a, unlike team not able to run the ball effectively. That was what I wanted to see, and my boy Jalen Moody did a tremendous job and get taking advantage of his opportunity starting at the, at the Sam linebacker position while Henry Toto was at the mic. I'm happy for him. I'm, exci- I'm excited about the defense, and I can't wait to see it in Austin this Saturday. Y'all are about to have fun with Quentin Ewers, man. That's going to be a, a fun game to watch. We can't, lose to, we, can't, we can't lose to a guy. And we can't lose to a guy in a mullet. We cannot lose to Billy Osiris. I'm sorry. We can't. What's wrong with the lettuce? <laughs> um, let's see. We're not in the 2000s anymore. We're in 2000. We're in 2022. <laughs> we're not in the we're not in the 90s anymore. Oh man, and we darn shot. We're not, and we're not in Tennessee. That's no more. Uh, uh the, I do have one concern. Bill O'Brien no. is still a concern with me. Of course. Now I'm looking over the game again. Um. Pass plays, I'm not worried about because Bryce is Bryce and the weapons that we got is good. Like Bill O'Brien has proven that he is he has a good passing scheme. The thing that concerns me is how how we're gonna run the ball because I'm still stuck on what he did what he did when we played at A&M last year where we was in the red zone several times and he chose to throw throw the ball more than he ran it. That's one. The second thing is I go back to the national championship game. When we did run the ball, he would just run inside zones. He wouldn't he wouldn't like have guards pulling kick or centers pulling kick, wouldn't run no counters, wouldn't run no motions, didn't try to run the ball. Yesterday, oh not yesterday, Saturday, I saw a little bit better uh uh I saw a little bit better run plays being designed where I saw centers and guards kicking out. I saw motions and being left out like buck sweeps and stuff we gotta find a a, we gotta find a way for us to run the ball effectively we got the backs we gotta be able to use them right so that's one of my concerns 
hopefully we'll um, hopefully we'll be fine as the season goes on. But overall, I'm very impressed and I was very happy with uh, Alabama this past Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's hop into my Gators real quick before we get into um, Georgia and then Georgia Southern. So, and then we'll end on Florida State and LSU. So, my Gators look good, man. I mean, we just beat number seven Utah. It was a absolute slugfest of a game. Anthony Richardson was doing phenomenal things and has restored any lost faith that I feel like the Gator faithful had in him last year. Absolutely phenomenal athlete. Cannon for an arm. Uh, just doing th- that two-point conversion where he fake passed, did a 360 on his foot, rolled out, and then threw it to the um, threw it to the corner of the end zone for the two-point conversion. It was unreal. So, I mean, Utah is a great team. The only thing that ha- kind of has me concerned a little bit, ball security for one. Trevor Etienne looked fantastic, but he fumbled the ball pretty early, uh, which is Gators uh, running back Travis Etienne's brother. So he looked good. And then you had Montrell Johnson, who also fumbled the ball. So we only had two turnovers, and they were both fumbles, which does concern me a bit, but I'm going to let it go. It's early game. It'll be fine. Um, even Anthony Richardson kind of came out and said, he's like, look, I got a bit of a slow start. I was missing some play. I was missing some motions, some reads, un- or not delivering right on a couple of my throws, you know, but he's aware of that, which, you know, I like to see whenever the quarterback can go, this is where I messed up here, 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 and here. So, but I mean, he went 17 for 24, 168 yards, and then he had uh, three rushing touchdowns and 106 yards on the ground, averaging almost 10 yards a carry, which is nuts. So I think the Gators looked really good. And no disrespect towards Utah. I mean, the only concern that I have for the Gators is kind of they exposed us a bit. Um, Our coverage of tight ends is not great, and that is definitely something we need to get better at. Because if you look at uh, Cam Rising's stats, 22 for 32, 216 yards, and then 13 of his 32 targets went to one of his tight ends and then three of them went to another. So 15 of his 32 targets, almost 50% of his passes went to a tight end, which does concern me a bit, but I'm going to let it go. I'm going to love the victory Monday. I love the win. Incredible game. Shout out to Amari Bernie. I'm, I'm happy for you, man. Fifth year senior doing big things in that game. That was fantastic. Now let's keep it in the SEC. Let's talk briefly on Arkansas and Cincinnati. Arkansas definitely kind of came through on that. They completely owned the game, honestly, you know, up until the third quarter. Third quarters where Cincinnati put up 17, but they still, Arkansas held their own. I thought it was a great game. Um, Cincinnati's definitely going to show some growing pains when you lose all the talent that you had. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's what I would expect. I would expect that, but also I got to – I got to tell you, I was very impressed with Cincinnati. You lose Desmond Ritter, Alex Pierce, uh, Mott, uh, Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant. Kobe spelled with a C, not with a, uh, not with a K. Not that Kobe. Um, he's on my Seattle Seahawks squad. I will have a chance to see him debut this Monday, this Monday against the, um, against Russell Wilson, and it makes his return with the Denver Broncos. But we'll get on to that later on in the show. Uh, I was very impressed with Cincinnati. They was able to show some fight. They was able to compete. And you think a team that was able to make the playoffs, especially uh, um, not a mid-major or not a not, not a mid-major, but not a powerhouse, neither a team like that would take a downgrade, lose and all that. But they were able to compete very hard. And I think they're going to have a good season this year. So, Absolutely. Well, so I was very impressed with Cincinnati. Yeah, they held their own. And I was impressed with Arkansas, too. I thought they played great. 
AJ Jefferson controlled the game pretty much from the jump outside of the third quarter. And it was really, really fun to watch someone who didn't control the game from the jump. Uh, Bo Nix continues to do Bo Nix things. Uh, just because you transfer out of the SEC doesn't mean that you get to escape an SEC defense. As I mentioned uh, before, and I said this to a bunch of people that was in the club suites of Bryant Denny Stadium. You could take Bo Nix out of Auburn. You cannot take Auburn out of Bo Nix. You could take Brian Kelly out of Notre Dame. You cannot take Notre Dame out of uh, out of Brian Kelly. Bo Nix, you moved. You moved over five hours away to the West to get away from the SEC. All, all, like, all just to come back to the South and get dismantled, to get humiliated, and to get beat up by another SEC team who, in which you have – I don't think Bo Nix has ever beaten Georgia. No, I don't think he has. The thing that gets me with it too, and I, I, I don't like to tear I'm, – I'm not trying to tear the kid down – but if you look at his stats in these the dog, big games, the dogs already did that. <laughs> if you look at Bo's stats in big games, he never throws a better than sixty percent completion rate. Which, as a starting quarterback, this isn't you know the the time and era where the cornerbacks can just maul the receivers. Like so you can't touch these guys now, and you're still only throwing for. I think he threw for fifty six percent. Uh, completion percentage against and Georgia. He had, he had two interceptions. He had two interceptions on, for, on like in the first half. One of them, you got to get credit to that number twenty-four for Georgia. He made he yeah. he played beautiful coverage and he had a good credit for credit still. The second one, uh, when it was a bad read on Bo Nix, uh, Bo Nix's part, number twenty-nine, I had to put on a show for like Georgia and like look the story. The story for Georgia is Stetson Bennett looked amazing. I, I'm gonna give credit for what credit is due. Um, a lot of people know that I'm from Georgia and I've never been a dog fan, so I don't like the dogs, but I will give credit to what credit to do. Georgia was just playing around with them boys, they bullied him. Um, one of the touchdowns that he threw to Lad McConkey, um, uh, I think Lad McConkey, yep. Uh, I saw both the tight ends were bullying a lot of the edge guys when he was running in, but I saw number five, uh, the guy that made the, the game, the like the, the go ahead touchdown in the national championship. He I like if you go back and watch that, he bullied the cornerback that helped like McConkey get in for that first touchdown. So Georgia just straight bullied all night long. Well, all day long. Um oh, but going close. back to number 29, the safety for Georgia. I forgot his name. I'll probably remember it later on. But he had himself a day as well. Dude had a lot of big hits, a lot of deflections, and the and second interception that Bo Nix had, and I went back and looked at it. One, he baited him. He baited him tremendously. He read the route. He, he he served. I think he served himself as a robber in that instance. And Bo Nix was not able to see that, and he was able to like take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, I, it's easy for me to talk poorly on somebody who's at you know at one of the highest levels of college football um, from my my comfy chair, however, having not ever taken a step on the field in that situation. But history's repeating itself, man. I mean, Bo's not it. You can't succeed and throw for under 60% completion or 50% completion. I remember some of the games, and he was a freshman. I'll give him that. But you can't complete only half of your passes and expect to win the game. It doesn't work that way. I don't care how good your defense is. If you can't move the ball, you're not winning. Like, it's... 
there's a reason why you have offense and defense, and they both need to be solid and serviceable. They don't both have to be great. If you want to win everything, you need they need to be great. But if you want to win games, one of them you have to pull your own weight. And right now, the Oregon offense did not pull its own weight. And that Georgia defense dismantled them. That Georgia offense dismantled that defense. It wasn't even close. There's a reason it was forty nine to three. Now. I know the SEC, a lot of SEC teams well, SEC went 14 and one. And again, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that one later on. But I gotta look at the Pac 12, man. Like I, I see them going downhill. Like the only hope for the Pac 12 is USC right now. Oh, absolutely. And they were able to have a big victory over well, you know, okay, it was Lincoln Riley's debut, it was Caleb Williams' debut, and it was Jordan Addison's debut, and it was a lot of those big transfers that came in to usc it was a lot of their debuts as well and yep. they were very impressive in that 66 to 14 win, um, victory over rice um but like i said i think usc is the pac 12's last hope i can yep. see usc making a run to the playoffs they got they, they're playing they're going to play a lot of formidable teams to for to help them make their case especially having notre dame on their schedule and playing in a conference have a chance to play for a conference championship so i mean usc might be the only hope but if they do not handle their business i don't i don't see the pac-12 getting into the college uh, college football playoffs they won't i'm gonna call that now um but let's keep in the sec let's talk about that one loss and a phenomenal game absolutely incredible game last night florida state lsu and it pains me to say it I know you know it pains me to say this. Florida State did good, man. Okay, it, you said it pains you to say it. Let me ask you this: Do you hate? Uh, do you hate Florida State? Do you hate Georgia? I hate them both. I, and that ain't answering the question. <laughs> do you hate Florida State more than you hate Georgia? Honestly, man, it's equal. I, I don't hate them more than I hate Georgia. That and that's that's just college football rivalry right there. It, it's. And here's the thing, too, that for any potential non-sports fans or people who don't understand some of these college football rivalries, the rivalry doesn't exist outside the actual sport. All I these know schools, that. Yeah, I, I know you know that. But all the rivalries don't exist outside of the actual world of sports. Florida State is a fantastic school. Georgia is a fantastic school. I just want them to lose every single sporting event that they play against University of Florida or Georgia Southern from everything from bowling to football and everything in between i don't care what it is i want them to lose but that's it it's got nothing to do with the actual school they're, they're all fantastic schools so just for the some people who may not understand because i did look at the analytics we do have some people listening who aren't from the united states thank you for that shout out to y'all but just so you kind of understand the the way it is for the college sports here so but florida state played great um they try they really tried to give it away in the fourth quarter um, but that uh, to end on a blocked field goal, that, that whole last drive was incredible. It was tense. It was wild. It was just, it was crazy. Uh, the one thing I didn't understand is the, um, what they did with him going out of bounds and stopping the clock because the clock stopped either way. They got the last playoff. I think that there was a whole lot of nothing for no reason at all. So for those who don't know, the LSU quarterback threw a pass to one of the wide receivers, or the tight end, runs out of bounds. Um, his knee goes down before he goes out of bounds, um, and he basically has to 
they have to get back to the line to score. They have no timeouts, can't clock the ball or anything because there's one second left on the clock. Since he's out of bounds, clock stops. FSU costs a timeout to challenge it. Um, not much, cha- not much challenge it because, like again, like can't really challenge with so. No, so you can't, but you can give the booth. They time to a ti- I think they called a timeout to that, but also they only uh, like the broadcast even said they only had two defensive linemen that were in that were in while they was at the one yard line. So I think they called a timeout to be a big load up on that one. That's how. I yeah, that. that's true too. It didn't help, but uh, <laughs> it helped on that extra point. But basically, the refs ended up ruling that he was not out of bounds. However, they had time to run one last play, which yeah, okay, that great. was the thing I was last. hoping for. Like, let there be time to run a play. Do not exactly. end it on a run on a running clock like that. Do not let it in like that. You, no, in it, it like it's supposed to be. It, it, for sure. And I do want to mention one thing that I didn't touch on in the Florida Utah coverage that we had. That was not a catch. If you try to tell me that was a catch from that tight end, you're wrong. That ball hit the ground and he caught it with, he picked it up with his feet and they gave him the catch. That was stupid. Got it. Doesn't matter. We still won. I'll take it. But Florida State LSU, that was a fantastic game. Uh, doesn't leave. I, I, I can't tell if that was a battle of two really, really, really good teams are two teams on the up and up that aren't, you know, at the top of their, I guess they haven't peaked yet because Florida state did have a game leading into this, but it was from week zero and it was, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that. I'm going to say it like this. Florida state had a very impressive win on Florida state side. You're two and oh, you're trying to make some noise. You're trying to find an identity. Your defense is legit. Yep. Your defense is good. Offense and they still can, suspect, but it's, their it's defense, showing signs. Their defense is good. I like Cooper. I like number five, who had a big second that game, and I thought that was going to do it. But, like, their defense has a chance to be good and help them win their division of the ACC. Definitely. The problem that, I, the problem that scares me is not their offense. It's their ability trying to finish games. you got to be able to finish that. They got too cute when they got in the, when they got to the red zone. After you had the second muff punt, muff punt on LSU, right then and there, you got the first down. You're in the red zone. I get you trying to score a touchdown. In that situation, you don't toss it. You either no. hand it off. Yeah, you hand it off. Now, if you want to go ahead and milk clock, then take the kick. Okay, okay, so be it. But you hand it off. You don't send a pitch. That's when you're trying to get too cute. Zero room for error here. That's what you need. And so, like, it, I, bro, Mike Norvell has been on a hot seat for a minute now with both his recruit and with both on the field performance, on the, on the field coaching and his recruits. And on for a minute, uh, this is a big win for him. This is a big win for the program. This gives, like, uh, you know, Knowles Nation. Uh, a lot of excitement, and I know a lot of like Florida State fans. It's, uh, again, one of them is pl- one of my um, one of my old key, one of my old uh, players that I used to coach back in middle school. He plays for Florida State right now, so yeah, it's showing my age, but I'm I'm proud of him. Um, like I said, this is good for Florida State. This could be a stepping stone. They got to keep improving. They got to continue to play smart. This is good experience for them on like how to finish and win, and. This is the big – like, to me, this is the big picture. If anybody thinks special teams does not matter in football, this game better teach you something. Absolutely. 
Special teams team. always matters. Now let's get to LSU. Kayshawn Boutte already deleted anything LSU related off of his Instagram. I just saw that. Night. That's one. Uh, I just Brian, saw that. Brian, again, like I mentioned before, Brian Kelly, you could take him out of Notre Dame. You cannot take Notre Dame out of him. That is two. And number three, I think LSU is going to be okay. They're going to be fighting for a bowl game. That is it. Yeah, no, I'm 100 with you on that. And I'm trying not to be really blasphemous because I know they got more. I know they got more talent than this team. There can be a good chance that Vanderbilt of all SEC teams could have a better season than LSU. Vanderbilt put a hurting on Hawaii. Granted, it's Hawaii, but they put up 63 points. I'm still stuck on the part where you said it's granted. That's the only thing that doesn't like surprise me a whole lot. But even though but like I said, LSU can be in major trouble. They can improve from this. Now, I do want to throw this one shade. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte, you might should have transferred when you had the chance. Yeah, I think it – what is he? But, is he uh, we're not going to go there. No, 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 we're not going to that, That's later. That's all speculation at this point. Yep. Let's end college football updates on our alma mater, Georgia Southern. Uh, Georgia Southern absolutely – blanked well not blanked but they had a fantastic game against morgan state i think that this is a new era of the of the new offense i mean it looked fantastic granted you can tell they were trying to make it for lost time van trees threw for 40 or 46 different attempts 367 yards and four passing touchdowns uh one of them any of our sports center top 10 watchers saw so shout out to them that was a unreal catch the those first two or what was it? i think the first touchdown was a tip ball that was caught by a dive yeah the, pa the pass was uh behind the defender bounced off his back and freshman out of um trying to think freshman out of atlanta i think he's from atlanta uh oj arnold uh he was able to like have good awareness and was at the right place at the right time to die for that and die for that touchdown but here's what i want to get into with george southern they did exactly what I expected them to do and a little bit more. I one thing going to that game against Morgan State, you're playing against um a lower ranked team. I expect I want to see efficiency, I want to see some flow, I want to see maybe a little bit of organization. And what I mean by that is all right, the stuff that you practice on, the stuff that we're expected to see. We're moving away from uh, like the traditional uh, triple option into like a pass heavy air raid spread type of offensive scheme. I want to mm -hmm. see that look like I want to see it look like that. And I and it did. It did. I saw some screen passes. I saw some deep throws, even though nothing connect. I saw some nice medium range throws. I saw the offensive line do a pretty good job at both uh, passing. But I was able to see. Georgia Southern actually run the ball effectively. They combined it for over 100 yards rushing in that game. Kyle Van Trees is the first quarterback since 2008 to throw for to throw over 300 yards. The record for Georgia Southern in a single game in yards is Tracy Ham with 400, I think 420 20 something. It's in it's in the 420s. That's the record. I think Van Trees is going to break that some point in this season. Oh, for sure. But I was very impressed. Defense, I'm still – secondary, I'm not worried about with Georgia Southern. The front of Georgia Southern is what I'm worried about most only because – front seven. Yeah, because I, I still I, I still don't sense or see no pass rush. Them, like Georgia Southern rushes three. 
that's not I, I'm a believer. You can't you don't rush three unless you got them dudes. Yeah, and four or more for a rush. Yeah. I well, mean overall, that, that, I was very pleased with it, and I can't wait to see what they do against Nebraska. Absolutely, man. I'm thrilled. Offense looked great, defense looked solid. I mean, this is gonna be a fun game to watch. I honestly I, we have a shot against Nebraska. We really do. We do. So well, speaking of other teams, another team's getting a shot. One of my most unsmooth, uh, smooth as a gravel road segue, uh, <laughs> playoff expansion. It came out this past week that the college football board has voted to expand the playoff uh, to 12 teams, which I think is a little much. I love the idea of an expansion, but I think 12 is too much. I think, honestly, I think they're just trying to milk it. Okay. I've called several different journalists about this. I've talked to my my former boss, my mentor, uh, Stu McCann of WVUA 23 here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, about this. I've talked to Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown, Alabama, about this, trying to figure out how the format is going to work. Now, it's not the expansion is not coming out until 2026. That's the real destination. At they're the, trying yeah. to make they're trying at the earliest. They're trying to get it in 2024, but as of right now, it's it's set to begin in 2026. So there have been two formats that I've heard and that I've seen. The first four, the one format is the first four get a buy, and then everybody plays in a quarterfinal, and it's supposed to be campus destination. That's the one format. And then the semifinals are going to be regular Final Four bowl games, then go to the national championship. That's how that's how I've seen the first format. The other format somebody told me about is one of them told, telling me about the first six get a bye, and the then first we'll go six. Home. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I said, I don't know. Like I said, that's... that's that confused me. So I'm gonna stick to the whole the the top four get a bye, and everybody else like goes to war after that. But um. What does this mean for college football? It means college football it might last a little bit, a little while longer than it usually does, which I have no problem cool whatsoever about, about that. But I also want to throw some shade at a lot of the haters out there that don't like that don't like the same teams being in the college football playoffs over and over again. Uh, because it's getting expanded, Alabama's not going anywhere, Georgia's not going anywhere. Clemson and not going scratch out. Ohio State's not going nowhere. Clemson not going nowhere. And now Notre Dame is not going anywhere either. Yep. The same teams will still be in there. But there's a good chance we're gonna we're still gonna see the same amount of blowouts. Which again, oh. I don't have no problem with because I like you're gonna have a lot of games. Somebody's gonna have a really good tight game, but we will see, but we will see some blowouts. Absolutely. So, and I mean, but you, you see blowouts with, you know, the top four teams too. I mean, yep. it, it's going to happen. Yep. So, but now it's just a, a better chance of it happening. I think it's a good idea. I like the idea of expanding it. Um, I think 12 teams is a little much, but that's also just me. I um, think I think it's the right amount. I mean, of course, you're still going to have a, like people that's going to debate say, man, our team should be one of those top 12 teams. We want a conference. I'm sorry. You're in the Mountain West. <laughs> North now, okay, I will say this. I will say this, and I just threw a shot at Mount West. I will <laughs> say this. If it's 12, maybe there's a long shot. We could get somebody from the Sun Belt to be able to compete for one of those uh for one of those like lower ranked spots. Maybe there's a chance you could you could get a Jackson State or an HBCU to be able to compete for one of those spots. 
Shout out Shador Sanders, by the way. You played lights out last night, man. That was nuts. maybe maybe there's a long shot for it. I'm hoping for it. That's what I that's why I said I like this expansion. It'll work good. Especially for a lot of the group five conferences. So let's see. We'll see. Yeah. But then I want to briefly touch on Jackson State, too, because sure. um, we forgot to mention that. Shador Sanders played lights out. He went 29 for 33, 323 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, absolutely nuts. I've been following I've been following Jackson State and Coach Prime since he arrived two years ago. I watched a lot of their barstool segments and stories and podcasts from it all. And I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what they do this year, especially with uh the freshmen. Uh, Travis Hunter and yeah, Shador. Looks- he looks they all look good. I'm excited for them. I think they're gonna go undefeated in um uh, in their regular season. But I want to throw a little bit of shade unshade though, <laughs> even though let's get Florida, even though Florida State defeated LSU last night. I still sense that, and again, I'm a Bama fan. But, mind you, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, is a Florida State legend. Mm-hmm. I still think there's a lot of people that feel like they messed up on not, on not, on not answering his call and hire him on the spot. Oh, without a doubt. Now, Norville, no, Norville, is Norville, good. For a, uh, Norville is saved for another day. He's saved for another month. But if he would have lost that game, I think they would have tried to get Prime a call. Now, Prime ain't going to pick up. He might pick up say, yo, what's up? What did it do? Eh, I think about it. Click. Yeah. The call wouldn't last that long because of the mission that he's on for Jackson State. Absolutely. And a lot of people think, like, if Florida State called Prime, he would jump. No, he won't. No. His sons are there. Everything he's worked hard, everything he's worked hard and built there, the talent that they got over there, he ain't leaving no time soon. Will he leave later on when his sons are gone? Or like when he feel like he's done all he can do, maybe, maybe. But as of right now, he ain't leaving Jackson State, and Florida State got to live with that. I do want to give a, a quick well, big little congrats to Florida. Uh, big congrats to the Seminoles. Let's keep it with college football. Let's do some bold predictions for this year. So kind of like what we did the last few weeks. Um, we'll just do yes or no, and we'll we'll breeze through some of this. All right. So let's go. number one, the SEC will be deemed down this year. No, absolutely not. Not after week one. Went fourteen and one. Absolutely, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks Vandy. a lot. Thanks a lot. LSU. Vandy played lights out. We're not down at all. Defensive player will win the Heisman Trophy for the first time in twenty five years. Will Anderson. I'm hoping, but as of right now, I still don't see it yet because I look at guys like C.J. Stroud and the way the voters are. They're old school. They're not going to give a back to back. So even if Bryce Young is the best quarterback in uh, in the nation. He'll get invited to New York. I don't think he's gonna win it this year, only because they don't only because like I don't see the voters be able to vote back to back. But I look at guys like CJ Stroud, I look at Caleb Williams, I look at um, 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 um I'm looking heck, I'm throwing Anthony Anthony Richardson in the mix. I throw B. John Rod yeah. throwing like Robinson in the mix. Not after Nick, not after Saturday, but I see like I you could put them in the mix, but Will Anderson's definitely in the conversation. There's a lot of guys that you could put in as of right now, but um, Will Anderson will be the best shot. All right. Maryland will make noise in the Big Ten this year. I hope. I hope so, too. Wait, hold on. Is Talia talking about low? Is he still there? Yep. I hope. I'm hoping. 
because the year 2020 messed up the Big Ten and messed up Maryland because Talia was on a roll. He was winning big games. He went into the big house, albeit there were no fans in the big house, but he went into the big house, got a big win against Penn State, didn't have a chance to play Ohio State that year, possibly could have made some noise and interrupted. I'm hoping that Maryland has a big year, only for the sake of um, Talia Tungvaloa. Absolutely. So, Sarke- and I agree with 100%. I think Maryland absolutely makes some noise. Sarkeesian is fired after year two in Texas. I don't say fired. I think he just leaves. He that would be the only, that'll be the only option. I don't think he is fired. I think at some point. He might be given and the just choice. In the per- and just as a person by choice. He might be given the choice. They he might be, say you yeah. can step down or be fired. Like what do you some, want to do? At some point, people, humans, we feel like, all right, we're built for this. We want to do this. And then there's something that say, like, I'm just not built for this. This is just not my yeah. thing. And I go ahead and be, and, uh, like, be peaceful with life. Coaching if football. If he were to not coach no more, like with Texas, I think it'll be his decision, not the, not the universities. Absolutely. Mm, I, I, mm, I don't know. I think the university might give him a shot or a, a chance to make his own decision. But also, coaching football in Florida, Texas, or California, I mean, you, you ha- it doesn't matter what the level is. You have to be ready. Mind you, Texas and Oklahoma is going to be in SEC soon. Yep. So, so yeah. We'll see. Uh, number five, Jackson Smith and Jigma will be the second receiver in three years to win the Heisman Trophy. No. I don't think Jigma wins it, especially no. now that he might be hurt for a couple games. No. Ole Miss will beat Alabama and make it to the SEC championship game for the first time in school history. No. Absolutely not. Bama's on a different, <laughs> Bama's on a different mission. Not even close. Bama's out for blood. And they're coming for blood. Vandy wins more games in 2022 than it did in 2020 and 2021 combined. I'll I can go see even, that. I'll go even further. Vandy could possibly win more games than on the LSU. I'll, I'll give you Definitely that. they're going to win more games than Missouri. For sure. Kansas will become bowl eligible. Last one. Kansas becomes bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. I can see yeah. that. Wait, we in basketball already? <laughs> Kansas football, sir. Oh, we'll be oh Jay Hawks. Jay Hawks. I'm thinking when you mentioned football, I said, like, wait, didn't, didn't you forget to, like, do Kansas State? <laughs> Kansas right, Jayhawks cool. will become bowl eligible for the first time since 2008. Think so? Chip Kelly there? Wait, is Chip Kelly there or Les Miles? Lance Leopold. I think it's their person. Dang, I had a Buzz Bunny joke that was coming in for a minute. <laughs> I, I really wish I had time to play the I play the audio, but um, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I think they could do it. I mean, it, I don't, it's not going to be a big bowl, but they could definitely qualify. Well, let's keep it with college football predictions. Uh, as of recording this tonight, Georgia Tech plays Clemson. Clemson, they got to bounce think? back. Clemson got to bounce Clemson back. You think Clemson does it? Yeah, Clemson got to Cle- do it. They got to bounce back. DJ Uyunglele, he's got to bounce back. Because I think remind, Clemson does it. Reminder, Uyunglele was in the same class as Bryce Young. They were both tied to each other for being the top quarterback in their class when he was coming out. He's got to he's gotta bounce back because he's right now he's eligible for the NFL draft. If he's not good this year, he cannot go into the draft. he got to come back another year. I think what happens, Clemson does what they always do outside of the Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson years. The first couple games are going to be defense heavy and full of false hope. He reminds me way too much. You remember Taj Boyd? Yeah, I remember Taj. 
he reminds me way too much of Taj Boyd. I don't see Taj Boyd in him, no. I don't. What I, what I mean by that for Taj Boyd is showing up for 90% of the season and then being True. gone for the remaining 10%. True, as far as performance goes. I get that. Yeah. But Taj Boyd, well, to me, I, even back then when he was at Clemson, I didn't see quarterback. I didn't see NFL quarterback ready. I didn't. DJ, I can I see, don't see that. I can see it with the size and the mobility in him, and he got the arm talent. The consistency in the decision making has been the thing that I've questioned a lot. And for him to be able to have good pocket awareness, that's he's an undrafted guy. He, he, but like he has a chance to bounce back. And I, for some reason, I believe in this kid. But then again, I'm gonna take my beliefs out of it. He's got to bounce I back. I believe in this kid. That's, that's one. Here's the thing I'm really excited to see out of the game tonight: Brian Brees. The D tackle for Clemson. Yep, he's projected to be a first round draft pick. I'm excited to see him, but we got to move. On. We got to move on because that oh, yeah. college football ain't the only thing that's back. No, NFL's back, man. Yeah, this is the first Sunday. Or sorry, this is the last, last Sunday, Sunday without NFL, NFL football. football or last weekend without football in general until and, February. And mind you, reminder to our audience, we have been doing like if you go back, if you want to go back and look at our previous shows where we did previews, bold predictions, and feelings as far as with every single team in every division. We did about division by division. Just go back and watch. Um, just go back and listen on Apple Music or wherever you stream your podcast. Right here, we on are on Sports every Sports. podcast platform. Pretty much, there is no excuse. Um, but we'll get into that anyway, towards let's, the end. Let's get, let's let's get, get it real quick. NFL. What you thinking, man? Uh, let's see. First, get um, opening night is get is the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. I don't like the Rams, but they're like having their ranks. They're having the whole Super Bowl celebration ceremony. Um, here's what I'm looking to see. I'm looking to see some fireworks. I'm hoping everybody stays injury free, even though yep. Matthew Stafford has been dealing with an elbow injury for a bit. Um, I just uh, in one of my other work leagues. I got I draft I was able to get Josh Allen as my quarterback. I want him to have a big game on in fantasy. Um I think with Aaron Donald taking back the words that he said about him retiring, I think he's going to be all full force. Yeah. I do see the Rams taking a step back. I don't Both think they're going to be the, for I, don't, I don't see the, I don't see them being the best team in the NFL, but they're going to be a top 5 team in the NFL. Um Cooper Cup is going to not have a down year, but he's going to take a step back. He's not going to lead the league in receiving yards, catches, and touchdowns like he did last year. I think he's going to get touches, but not yards. I think he's going to get touches and catches, but not but, um, but not yards. I think Jefferson gets yards this year. I can see it, um, but right. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to be back at Buffalo Wild Wings for every Sunday to me. Not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> Unofficially. All right, man, so let's make this one quick. we got to power through some of these. Yep. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to give our kind of win-loss and see who's going to win each game. Starting out, Jaguars and Commanders, who do you got? I'm going Jags. You know my answer on that one, too. Jags all day. Bills, Rams, who you got? Bills. Bills? All right. 49ers, Bears, who you got? Niners. I'm with you. I got the Niners, too. I think Fields is a bit of a bounce back, but it's not going to be enough. Browns, Panthers. I'm a goal Panthers. But Browns play, but it's gonna be a really good game. I think it's gonna be a great game, but I definitely think the Panthers take this one. Colts, Texans, Colts. Ain't nobody like in the words of prime, ain't nobody care, but I'll go Colts. Oh, absolutely. I need Eagles Lions. Yep. Eagles Lions. Who do you got? I'm going Eagles. Eagles all day. And then I think the Lions 
Lions are going to shock some people this year, They're but uh, Eagles, yeah. Eagles are too good uh, on paper, at least. Patriots, Dolphins. I'm going Patriots, Dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins, I'm with you. I think Patriots. This is not a year for them. Patriots I think take Dolphins it down because they did terrible this off season with their wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. And some of their cuts are making sense to me, but Everything also that's right. Offensive line, line, offensive on the offensive line, the running backs, but the wide receiver is bad. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Dolphins. Dolphins too. Noodle arm too has got this. Ravens, Jets, who you got? Really? <laughs> Ravens, of course. No, 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 really, noodle arm. All right, we're getting on track. We're getting on track. All right, this is the reminder. This is the AFC West. This is the first matchup of the AFC West. I'm gonna go Chargers because it's in LA. I said Ravens, I Dolphins. Said, but uh, oh, sorry, sorry, Ravens, Jets. Ravens, Jets. Yeah, Ravens, Jets. We're getting there. Ravens. Wait, hold Ravens. up. Hold up. Is Lamar Jackson playing Week One? Yeah. I'll go Ravens. Oh, Ravens all day. Even if Lamar's not playing week one, I'm taking the Ravens. I, 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 might, I might take the – yeah, I would take the Ravens, but it, it'll be close. Saints-Falcons. Saints. All day. Uh, Bengals-Steelers. Bengals. Bengals, too. I'm with you. Chiefs-Cardinals. Chiefs. Chiefs. I think it's going to be closer than people think, but Chiefs. No d uh, No, no d That's why. But also, no Tyreek for the Chiefs. But again, no d Like, Chiefs will be fine. They they still got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They'll be fine. They'll be all right. Giants, Titans. Titans. Even Hill. Titans. Pains me to say it, but yeah, Titans. Packers, Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings. No Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson is still there. Irv Smith is back. I'm going to say Vikings win a close one. I think Packers by three. I think it's going to be close, but I got the Packers in this one. Raiders, Chargers, who you got? I got Chargers. I'm going I'm to go Chargers, but, like, it's going to be a close. It's going to be a beat up. It's going to be a dog fight. Um, Raiders going to make, the make it good. Actually, okay, you know what? You, you keep the Chargers. I'm going to pick the Raiders. I'm going to switch it to the Raiders. All right. Buccaneers, Cowboys, who you got? Bucks, of course. All day, Buccaneers. I'll never pull for the Cowboys. Double. Broncos, Seahawks, who you got? Last one. <laughs> <laughs> who you got? I got the Broncos. I got my quarterback. Russell Wilson will forever be my quarterback. <laughs> Seattle. Seattle, we're on a re- Look, Seattle, we're on a rebuild. I love my Seahawks, but Pete Carroll is still at the helm. Geno Smith is our starting quarterback. He might not turn that thing over, but he ain't putting up a whole lot of points, even though we got a lot of weapons. Russell Wilson, he's going to be coming for blood, mainly Pete Carroll's. And I hope, I hope Monday night that Seattle, that the Seahawks Nation, Seahawks fan base, the 12, we give him the adulation and we give him like the respect that he earned throughout all years that he's been here. Oh, y'all so will for I'm sure. Pray, so I'm praying for I'm praying for that. And that we had like and See, I'm hoping Seattle competes, but Russell might get five TDs in that game. Oh, for sure. Russ is going off. I got Broncos in this, too. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Here. Thank you all so much for tuning in again to this week. Um, if you like to tell your friends, like we said earlier, we're on every single podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that fun stuff. If you want to learn when exactly we post and your friends are curious, too, we're on Facebook. Check us out. It's going to be uh, Two Juice of Sports News on Facebook. Follow There's us a link on tree Twitter and, as yes, well. Sir. We post whenever the show is posted on Facebook and Twitter. Um, there's a link tree in the bio and in the um, 
tweet as well so you can find it send it to your friends family everybody you know if you liked it like i said tell everybody if you didn't like it however uh thanks thank you and uh never happened you're not getting the hour of your life back but we appreciate your time anyways and thanks for giving us a shot but that's gonna be it on twitter i am at dg goldman i am at the prince boy 52 that's boy spelled with an i all lowercase and that'll be it so thank you thank you thank you for listening and as always we'll see you next time peace